Hello. Hi. Hey. Sorry, I was <laughs> jumping out of the shower and grabbing my wine. <laughs> oh, good. I opened a bottle. I was like, um, is Kayla going to be drinking tonight? Because I felt like you hadn't been opening wine, but... I'm drinking with you. It's happening. Yes. I'm very excited about that. (laughs) (laughs) It almost feels like we're having a wine together right now. I know. Which, you know, speaking of, I wanted to kind of like apologize to our seven podcast listeners. Seven. Because last week, (laughs) last week, I feel like we were actually a little bit off our game because we had just spent a lot of time together. So it was like, it kind of probably felt a little canned. It really wasn't like we didn't rehearse what we were going to talk about, but I feel like this is going to be just like better if it's, it's really not prepared ahead of time. What we're, what exactly we're going to be saying and all that. I just think those are like the best, those are the best podcasts I've decided. I agree. And, um, I will never apologize for our listeners for hanging out with you. (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah that's a good point yeah but only for only maybe for the fact that we have such great conversation and then we try to regurgitate it and it will never be as good as in the moment you can't recreate an amazing conversation yeah I completely agree but um I found out today on my run I was listening to um a podcast actually that you Elizabeth introduced me to which is Catholic stuff you should know like one of my faves I love that um and I never realized but they were talking about how like they're they don't even tell each other so like they'll have like they take turns picking the topic mm-hmm. and they they have like a rule that they don't even tell each other what the what topic the topic is going to be, gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> sorry i just i couldn't imagine not even knowing the topic i mean we can try it i feel yeah, like that I would think be we really interesting because, because they said that that was their only way that they knew that it would not come across like really canned um, in the moment they wanted they wanted it to be like a fresh take and a like genuine conversation they didn't want it to feel like okay like let's pretend that we're just having an actual <laughs> conversation read your script after I read my <laughs> right so like they'll have that's where they'll like take turns um so it's not just one person talking but I really liked that Ooh, I like that too actually so even though I, I know what we're going to talk about tonight, I, I was like feeling bad that I hadn't prepared more. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try it this way. And I'll let, I'll let you, <laughs> you lead it because you have more to say about this topic. So our topic today is, which I love the way that you worded this. I think it's so poetic. I actually had to think about it for a while and I just, I think it's wonderful. So the topic is, yeah, don't let the best be the enemy of the good. Mm. And I love that you just said that you created this topic and then you're going to let me run with it. (laughs) Well, I didn't make up the saying. I will say that. I've never heard that before. I've heard it from like, yeah, like an older an older guy said that to who Jason used to work for my husband and Mm. he told Jason that and it, yeah, it like, it has stuck with me. And I feel like I keep every time I think that I have it down, like something else in my life where I'm like, darn it, look at me. I'm making the best of the enemy of the good. Like I'm, I'm so set on how something should be that I'm not seeing a really great opportunity there. Mm. I love that. 
So what do you think, when's the first time that you really applied that to your life and you made yourself snap out of it? Like, no, I'm going to make this a rule. I'm not going to let the best be the enemy of the good. I need to focus on like all the joy I'm getting from this. What do you think was the first time you saw that? Hmm. I don't, okay. Well, like the first thing that, that comes to mind is definitely running. Um, oh, yep. Because, like, I just, you know, I have, I'm crazy, and I have four kids (laughs) under the age of 10, and, um, but, you know, I'm only 32, and I have a lot of energy, and I definitely need an exercise outlet at this stage in life. I may not always, um, and I don't, like, I don't, like, I may not always in this, like, high-intensity capacity, Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't like feeling like I'm a hamster in a wheel and I just always have to keep turning it out. I think you definitely need periods of rest in your life and um, periods of walking. (laughs) Like, walking (laughs) is great, too. Uh, Or yoga or Pilates or whatever, or, you know, lifting weights and not doing any cardio. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, for me, like, I think... It was really major because I would be like, well, I don't have time to run. You know, I I'd get it in my head. And I think every runner does this where it's like, oh, if it's going to be less than four miles, I might as well not do it. Or three miles. <laughs> no, I know? completely th- think the same thing. You, your husband, well, you and your husband and I had this conversation. What was it? Two weeks ago. Remember that? When we were on our run, remember. <laughs> the three of us went on a run. The three of us went on right. a five mile run. And I don't remember if you or Jason asked me, but the question was like, what's the minimum for a run to be good? And we decided on Oh, I miles. did ask that. I did ask yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, and it is true that like for it to really feel good and you get the runner's high. I think you have to get past two miles and then it starts to feel good. And then it feels great at the end. So you get those, like, if you do four mile run, you get two miles where it feels awesome. Right. I agree. But <laughs> so like, but that being said, to get to that point, you know, if you have a busy life, if you have a baby, if you have like, you know, 20 pounds to lose, or if you have an injury or whatever, like you have an intense career. Um, the weather is terrible where you live. You Mm -hmm. don't have access to a treadmill. Like there are definitely to get to that point where you're able to run four miles regularly and it actually feels good. I think you have to go through a lot of runs that are just two miles (laughs) like, and that's all you time for. And that's all that you can fit in. And I think just showing up and doing it, um, I think that like makes a big difference in your body. And I think it really, I don't know. It's, it's such a good thing. And and I think a lot of times we do these things, but we don't step back and be like, that was so good. I'm so glad I did that. Like, cause we're so busy being like, Oh, it's so wimpy. Yeah. Yeah. Like not every single run has to be your fastest mile and your Strava segment PR and right. everything else. It can just be, it can be what it was that day. And it's still wonderful. Even if it's not the absolute best you've ever run in your entire life. Right. And so like, obviously I thought of this when you and your sister ran a marathon that was like <laughs> virtual. And in order to make it happen, y'all had to run a nine mile loop three times 
Yeah. You Oof. didn't have like a cool track. You didn't get like shut down city streets. You didn't get people cheering for you. You didn't get water stations. You didn't get porta potties. Yeah. Get, you know, like any of the excitement of a race, but you guys made it for yourself. Like you didn't, could totally have just wallowed in self pity. Yeah, that, that you can't get out and, and whine to complain that like, well, you know, you were going to run a marathon, but they're all canceled and you can't do it because of social distancing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, yeah. and and I I did think you guys were a little crazy. Honestly. <laughs> like I was I was in, I was proud of you for like getting out there and making it happen. But I was kind of like, yeah, like maybe this isn't the greatest time in your life because, you know, like. <laughs> It just seems like it was really hard for you guys to get through the training cycle. Yeah. So, okay. So it was a bit crazy. I will give you that. And just for our listeners. So I ran a marathon last fall. Right. My first marathon. And then my sister decided to enter into the Marine Corps lottery this year. And I love her. She lives in Quantico, Virginia. Her husband's a Marine. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, that'd be so cool. I'd love to run it with you. Um, and because her husband's a Marine, they lived over in San Diego for the longest time. Yeah. So now that she's over on the East Coast with me, I'm trying to take advantage of all the time I have with her um, yeah. being in the same time zone, right? Yeah. So we enter the lottery. We both get it. And then obviously everything gets canceled. And yeah, I think that you're right. We could focus on everything about how hard it was and all the aid stations and everything you just mentioned. But... I'm what I'm going to remember from this marathon is that Catherine and I talked for 18 miles straight. Yeah, that's so special. <laughs> you know, and we started out when it was pitch black outside and we were running with headlamps, and it was just so cool to see the sun come up over the Potomac. Um, you know, we started out with stars and we were dodging cars and all this other stuff that you have to deal did you, with. How did you start? Like, did you just say, ready, set, go? Did you like, did, was there any buildup at all? Was it like totally anticlimactic? <laughs> uh, no, we like, well, I got in super late that night. Like I think at nine 30, cause we drove from Ohio. Yeah. And so, and Catherine was like, I want to go to bed at 9.30. I was like, all right, well, we'll go to bed as soon as I get there. So we got there, and we were immediately like, this is our game plan, and then went to bed <laughs> an hour later. Yeah. <laughs> and then got up at, like, 5.30, and I think we just hyped each other up in the kitchen. We're like, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. And it was just so fun because we're both – I mean, she's 29. I'm 30. And we, whenever we're together, we're super goofy. You know how it is. That's you were we both in my wedding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I and love it. And it's just like like you get together with your, your family, your close friends, and you can just be so – so raw and giddy and it's yeah. so fun well so. you're also you're also the like can I tell them about how in your first marathon the like pictures taken of you <laughs> you were like you were like full-on Phoebe Buffet uh, like beaming ear yeah. to ear like just oh, yeah. like I ran like a gazelle. Like like mile 20 or something crazy and you're just like I love life yeah <laughs> That's very true. That's like how I was this time too. And Catherine was not happy with me at the end, but that's okay. We both finished and it was so fun. We made two packs at the beginning. 
we're like about to start our watches and we're like two packs one don't leave each other number two you can't stop your watch (laughs) oh that's awesome that's yeah yeah, that would be that would be tempting when it's not being no one else is watching the race honestly that would be a hard one yeah but and we had to like stop at home to we switched our shoes for the final loop like we did goofy stuff to look forward to yeah Um, so yes it was not the beautiful Marine Corps Marathon where you run through D.C. and you're running with the Marines and they pump you up. Yeah. And that's just not what it was. But I got to go see Catherine and then hang out with her and the boys for the entire weekend. She has three little boys under six. They're so cute. And they're so cute. And we got to talk for five hours straight. And that's awesome. And I'll never have another experience with her where we're just going to be like, let's go run 26 miles together. Yes. yes. I love that. That's so cool. But it's, yeah, so, yeah, there was like, there was so much good that came out of that. It was like a really memorable experience. And I mean, that's, that's what I always come back to with running. Like there's so many times where I'm just like, I'm getting older And I no longer feel like running really cuts it for me as like a workout Mm -hmm. because I do feel like the older I get, the more I really need to um, conscientiously strengthen my body, like my core, especially, you know, shoulders to, to thighs, like that core, you know, like just like really working on it and spending time on it. And there's only so many hours in every day. And, you know, sometimes I, I do get in these like existential crises of being like, well, my days of running, you know, 40 plus miles a week are over right now. Like this is too much. It's not, it's not like, it's not making me thinner, which it doesn't. <laughs> like, neither, no. Like anyone out there who is like <laughs> contemplated being a runner because you look at runners, you're like, oh, but they're all so thin. Like we it's are not. fighting it so hard because <laughs> your like appetite gets jacked up. Yeah, you and, eat so much. Yeah, you eat so much. And it, it really is – and any personal trainer says that too. Like it's not an efficient way to lose weight. Like it can be it can be a helpful way to help you maintain weight, especially if, you let, if you're a big eater. <laughs> but yeah. it's definitely not – if you're trying to like cut some pounds, it's not great. Um, I think it is honestly more of a mental workout than a body workout. Well, that's what I was going to say is like what yeah. I always come back to, the good that like – I can't drop is that, um, it, it's such a, like, it makes these memories that like, I would not have had I not been forced to do it. Like if you just went Mm. for like a leisurely walk, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. like, I think that, that, that whole mental game of like pushing yourself through something that is really, really uncomfortable and telling yourself, this is not going to kill me. Like I'm not mm-hmm. actually dying, you know, that, that was my, that's my only <laughs> mantra I've ever come up with <laughs> when I'm they're like, come up with dying. an inspiring mantra. Mine's, I'm not actually dying. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not even kidding. I love that so That much. is legit my mantra. Um, but, that's and I incredible. have, for everyone listening, I have yet to run a marathon. It's one of those things that I just, I keep starting training cycles and then, feeling like I'm nursing an injury or the weather gets really bad. I don't have a treadmill and I just end up giving up and getting frustrated. So I'm like 
saying I don't this think to you myself. give up though. Like I think that you have a freedom where you don't hold yourself to other people's priorities or other people's goals or other people's dates. Yeah. So when you look at training plan, you're like, this is my training plan. And then when things come up where you have a baby or you have your entire house down with a cold for a month, you'll be like, well, that impacted the training plan. And it's not it impacted your end goal. It's the fact that impacted your training plan. I think that's such a healthier mentality. Yeah, so I hope so. I I'm, give you that. I think there's a balance. Like I definitely want to like find the balance where I'm pushing myself. But I, I agree with you in that. I think like, yeah, you have to pivot. And one of my friends says this. Mm-hmm. She has said this. Um, Kathleen, if you're listening, I don't know if I, she will make it through this because she's really busy <laughs> and important um, and <gasps> awesome. But. She said a lot at the beginning um, or like a a couple months into COVID and like everything being shut down. She was just like the people who are out there being successful despite all this are people who can pivot, (laughs) you know, Mm. like to quote Ross in Friends. But, but, (laughs) you know, with the couch, the the scene with the couch, pivot. But, but like for real, wow, that's like two friends, um, quotes in this one episode and I haven't even been watching it lately. I think I, I think I must be supposed to start watching it again. (laughs) I think you probably should. Please let me know a streaming channel you find, which will actually support that. uh, Oh, I know. I guess the HBO thing. Yeah. I'll. I, I've just been buying the seasons over the years on Amazon prime and they're like 10 bucks a season. So it's actually not that much money if you are like, because they're long seasons. There's like, yeah, like 20 something episodes per season. So you're a very dedicated fan. I've never bought anything. Wait, back to pivot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> ADD moment. This is this is the wine. This is the wine talking. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. But yeah, like my friend Kathleen, she was like, when you pivot that like you're able to just kind of be like, okay, that wasn't perfect. That wasn't the best. That wasn't my best case scenario, but too bad. It's not in my control and I'm going to pivot my expectations and I'm going to switch goals or I'm going to switch businesses or I'm going to switch jobs or I'm going to do, I'm going to do this differently to, I'm going to get creative so that I can still um, be striving and successful. You know what that also is? That that's somebody who's not becoming a victim by their circumstances. Yeah. And they're not just laying down and letting things happen around them, but instead yeah. they're accepting what may be there and then working with it. So that's I mean, it is the same as pivoting, but I feel like yeah. it's also a good a good skill set to realize that they're not a victim, there's something happening, they're working with it, there's, you know, a way to move forward. There's Which, always a good. There's always, always good. the good to be found in your situation. And yeah, it may not be the best. Yeah. It may it may be buried deep down under some shit. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's there because that's human, that's human life. That's the human experience. Like no matter who you are, like out there, or if you know, if it's me or like I've been in some tough situations and and I found the good there, you know, like it was, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, but it does, it does require surrendering control and, and surrendering this narrative of being the victim, like where you're just like, well, everything bad just happens to me and I just can't help it. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like 
I'm not in control of what's perfect. I don't get to have my perfect, you know, prideful situation here, but like I can step back and be about, you know, what I'm able to do and, and what I need, how I need to push myself. And there's a way for me to, you know, keep moving forward. I love how you just brought that back. That was so perfectly done. Well, it is all connected though. Like, cause yeah. being a victim, being a victim is, is being your worst enemy. It's being your own enemy and you're right. letting the best be the enemy of the good. Like you're, you're letting things in your life just be like, well, I can't like it's, it all sucks, you know? Yeah. Okay. So before we started this episode, because we did decide on the topic yeah. yesterday. Right. <laughs> so far in advance yesterday. Right, right. I did I did, did I did a little um correlation exercise for myself. Oh, cool. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, I'm gonna challenge myself to see just from this year where there was a best and then there was a good. Right. Oh cool. Okay. I'm yeah. excited. Okay. I hear this. So very easy correlation. But first one was marathon running a nine mile loop with Catherine yeah. <laughs> versus a real one, right? We already talked about that. That's an easy one to make. Yeah, um, totally. But then the other one is I lost my job at the beginning of COVID because mm-hmm. the economy shut down, right? Yep. But your brand new job, my brand new job. <laughs> yeah. It's another story for another time, <laughs> but yep. um, I could have focused on, how everything about that was not best or good. However, what came out of that is the fact that David, my husband and I were able to work remote for the summer and Mm -hmm. we got to go to the beach with you and your family. How awesome Mm -hmm. is that? Yeah. That was never, it was so fun. There's no way we would have been able to do that. If I still had my job, if I was still working, you know, 50 hour weeks, whatever. But because I lost my job, I was able to, focus on other experiences such as going to the beach with you and your kids which was awesome yeah. oh it was it was such a gift to our whole family yeah oh he loved it and then yeah. I had one other like really goofy correlation but okay um two of my friends from high school came and visited me over the summer my husband was off at like a golf outing or something and their names are Teresa and David and so they come over and I hadn't seen them in a while and they're like the really good high school friends, you know, that you see, and it doesn't matter how long it's been. You just pick right up. Yeah. And usually we would have gone out to the bars in Columbus because that's what you do. But yeah. we couldn't do that because of quarantine. So instead, we went on like a three-hour rollerblading scooter ride throughout <laughs> all <laughs> Wow. Which that's a throwback. That? It was, and it was so epic, but I love this memory so much because we were just able to be this, like, super, very nerdy street gang on our rollerblades and our 30-year-old selves, and I never would have had that, and we probably would have done, like, Elaine Barnett, right, but if we hadn't been in quarantine and had been forced into a more creative outlet. So those are my correlations for you tonight. Oh, I love the, that, that's a really cool example. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's really just like stopping and recognizing 
like I was telling you, what, what am I really getting out of running? Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm not getting the paces that I would like. <laughs> I'm getting setbacks in, you know, I'm not, I really thought at this point I would be in the thirties per week mileage wise. And I'm mm. still somehow at 15 <laughs> miles a week, like, I don't know how it happened, but I kept, you know, like it just, it's just been hard to get you know, dinner on the table at the right time and having, you know, dealing with the kids, um, being at home and Jason working from home. And it's just, you know, it's been a really hot summer and yeah, there's just been a lot of excuses, but it's, it's not that I'm making excuses. It's that, I mean, I am a little bit, but I'll, (laughs) but I'll say, no, your life is very busy. (laughs) Well, and it's just, I think it's like, I could easily get mad at myself and get really discouraged or just throw in the towel on running completely and be like, you know what? I don't need this. Like I'd like to lose five pounds anyway. And I feel like it's holding me back. Um, (laughs) so I'm just gonna scrap it for now. But then when I step back, I'm like, well, what am I really getting out of this? What's the good right now, even in running slowly, even in just running 15 miles a week. And it's like, I still like, when I look back over this year, I have like some beautiful memories, like our run in Columbus with you. You know, if I hadn't been, if I had like given up on running because it wasn't at all impressive compared to my husband's 44 miles a week streak right now. um, Obsessive. Yeah. (laughs) Totally obsessive. Which is very impressive. Oh, it's amazing. Like I wish that I was so committed that I could get up at 430 in the morning to go for a run, but I'm not. And frankly, it terrifies me because I'm female and I'm convinced that bad things could happen to me. In the yes. running, running in the dark alone. Yes. <laughs> so I just, I can't do that. But like, I don't know. Like, yeah, if I hadn't been just keeping up just enough where I could go on a four to, you know, five mile run without dying and, and actually enjoying it, even if it's slow, you know, I wouldn't have had that experience of running through your town and seeing it from all these different angles in the fall with all the leaves falling. And it was just like mm-hmm. so gorgeous. And it was, it was fun to like joke around with the three of us. Um, and yeah. I feel like, yeah, you and I have gotten some great runs together. Actually, we've had like three or four this summer. Um, we have this year and, and like, I don't know, it's been a cool way for me to, um, make memories in my new area of town since we moved in April. And, um, yeah, I just, I think that it's really important to step back and be like, and just celebrate the good that's there, like recognize it, celebrate yeah. it and be like committed to it and be like, you know what? It's not going to look the way I had hoped in my, my pride and like comparing myself to other people, but like, it's really awesome. And I'm so glad that I have this right now. Um, I'm so lucky and blessed that I have like, you know, a healthy body that can do this. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, like, I don't know. So that, so yeah, I think it's just, I'm trying to think of another uh, example. that's not just running. Running is just like the most obvious analogy, but, um, but I think it's great because I think you're right. Like you, you, I think a lot of runners, (laughs) Probably like 99% of runners are too hard on themselves where they can't focus on the good from it. And they're like, oh, you know, I was like 30 seconds off my goal or this is my goal. And -and so-and-so did this so much faster than me. But Mm. you're so right. Like we've had so many great memories from running around Charlotte, running around Columbus. Mm. um, That why would we ever focus on the fact that we ran 
at whatever pace instead of something else instead of like wow we just did this a lot of people can't do this um you know a yeah. lot of people don't have the opportunity to do this and we're yeah. healthy and we're taking advantage of it and that's awesome yeah yeah no I totally agree well I guess I'll give my friend's example with her career too um she uh you know, she's a personal trainer. She had just gotten her license in the fall and she was starting to, you know, she's working at the, the Y, but it's, it's the biggest Y here in Charlotte and it's super popular. And, um, so she was getting a lot of clients and then everything shut down and, you know, she wasn't sure. Oh, and her husband had, had actually been laid off right before Mm. COVID hit. Um, so trying to find a new job during that season was really scary. Mm -hmm. And so she just like that forced her to work harder to pivot. She's the one who who said the thing about pivoting. And, um, it was really inspiring to watch her like really get out of her comfort zone and like her, her her being out of her comfort zone is posting, um, like more of herself online to like build her brand and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Which is hard. Yeah. And she's not that type of person. Um, she's, she's pretty like reserved with her personal life. Um, unless she's like a good friend, you know? Um, so she, yeah, so she really pushed herself and she ended up actually making a lot more money and being a lot more successful because she had enough people like old clients reach out to her or new, you know, new people wanting to sign on and they were paying her directly. So even if she was charging them, a lot less than they would pay at a gym. Um, she, she had a better commission. Yeah. Yeah. And Ooh, so, and she didn't, awesome. yeah, she wasn't just getting paid by the hour by the why. Um, so she ended up doing really well and, and feeling like if anything, she has too much work now and she's trying to be like, okay, like how much do I, do I really need here? Um, but you know, that's, that's so cool to see. Cause it's like, she really didn't just let herself get bogged down by being like, well, this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> you know, yeah. this isn't what I wanted. Um, and I think, yeah, you just have to, you just have to have like that kind of faith that there's things are going to work out and you have to really, um, well, all that is required of you is that you're just cheerful and you are faithful with what you have. You know, you show up, you put in the time, you put in the work, you don't give up. Um, and yeah, I think that that's not letting the best be the enemy of the good. I think it's, it's something that is totally related to the whole not having a victim attitude, like you were saying. Yeah. So you just made me think of something. Ooh, um, cool. I love when that yeah. happens. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So when you let the best be the enemy of the good, you're actually shackling yourself to a predetermined uh, decision about what the best could be. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so if you do not know what the world or what God or, or anything could hold for you and you think this is the best that could come out of the situation. With your or, limited knowledge of what exactly, could happen in the future. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Of, of you deciding this is the best, 
And so this is not as good as it could be, then you're just limiting where you could even reach for in the future, right? Mm -hmm. That's only what you want and what you know, but it doesn't encompass everything that you don't know and what you don't know you want or could have. Oh, yeah. No, that's really good. Yeah. I love that. That's a really good point. Yeah. I'm glad that you went with that. With my light bulb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, since I technically came up with the topic this week. You did. Do you want to come up with the one for next week and not tell me? I would love to do that. <laughs> or is that too much work? Because you did work on this one, too. Like, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do, like, paper, scissors, rock, or what? How is this happening? No, I think we go back and forth. So, you okay. this week, and it was very poetic and gorgeous, and I feel like – I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get a lot out of it and I'm going to challenge myself now um, okay. to not have like a glass ceiling or standard or <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You're because be this week. was the best, but my, my episode <laughs> topic could also be good. <laughs> Don't let the best be the enemy of the good, Liz. <laughs> Shit, you have it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. No, well, I'm excited. I will. I will come in completely unprepared. Yes, and, you will. Um, with with wine, with alcohol, and no preparedness. How? What could go wrong? Nothing at all. <laughs> all right. Oh my well, I love you. I love you too. Great combo tonight, girl. Yes. And way to go on your run for real. I've. I hope someday I can be one of the the 2% people who have completed a marathon in the world. Uh, I believe in you. You're going to, like I said, you're just going to go out there one day and be like, "Hmm, I'm going to run a marathon. I don't know. I don't know. I think I might overthink it. I don't know. Hey, if your brother could do it. (laughs) Wait, can I? Can I tell everyone why he's up, guys, up making fun of family like we said we weren't going to (laughs) do? It's no. making fun of him in his teenage years, which I feel like is more fair. Okay, so I have a I have three brothers, but my brother, right, very close in age to me, closest sibling in age, um, and mm. very close to me in life. He's one mm-hmm. of my kids' godfathers, and just have a lot of love for him. But mm. um, <laughs> also get so ragey at him. And you know, one time we were in high school. No, he was in high school. I was in college. I had just started really getting into running and, um, and that no. Yeah. Okay. So he told me this after college. So I mm. was, I had started getting into running in college and then I had kind of lost it when I got married. Cause I was too busy to keep up with the running. Yeah. And, and then I got pregnant kind of surprisingly afterwards and, um, <laughs> did not run throughout my whole pregnancy. So then after that, that's when I got really, really into running. Yeah. But sorry, I major digression. So Moses, uh, my brother. Oh, were we supposed to not say names? Are we really going to try to keep our family anonymous? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's fine. His <laughs> name like, is going to make it in here. Name is part of his story. Like every story <laughs> involving him involves the epic Moses. Of his name. He Moses. is Moses. Yes. Um, he's just like larger than life. Like super cute. Like was told by everyone as a teenage boy in the height of the Jonas the Joe bro years that he looked oh, yeah. just like, Oh, what's the middle one? Nick Jonas, 
No. I don't know. I think Nick is the cute one. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, isn't it Nick Jonas who married Sophie Turner? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No. I believe that. No, it's Joe. Joe is the oh. because Nick. Is <laughs> I the just baby feel like one. if I say Nick things the... right, that's my personal. Rule. I, I believe that. I believe that is true. People believe me. <laughs> yes, I believe that. Um, no, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry everyone. He's the middle hot Jonas brother who everyone has probably been screaming at us. Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. <laughs> um, so Moses. Moses does. They have similar eyebrows and like coloring yeah. and something and curly like hair. Curly yeah. hair, yeah. So anyway, Moses was like, I'm way cooler than that guy. Um, he was not complimented, according to him, but I'm sure a little bit inside. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm like running and I'm I'm getting into some pretty intense dis- distance running on my own. Just like totally, I didn't want to like, I was not a part of any running community because I didn't want to compare myself to anyone. So I really, I did not do any races. I literally just was like, competing with myself like okay it started out like I want to run for a full hour without stopping and then it turned into you know I want to run for two hours without stopping and then it was Mm -hmm. like I want to run for 50 miles a week like that was kind of I would have these little goals I just kept working toward and um and you're the reason why I got into running too so oh my gosh I did not know that Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's such you a and Catherine. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I um, like to tell Moses. <laughs> okay, so Moses tells me as blue, like I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I like ran like you know 17 miles the other day. Like it was, you know, it's kind of hard, but I did it. And Moses like, yeah, well, like one time when I was in high school and my girlfriend had broken up with me for the fifth time and like totally broke my heart. It was like at midnight and I was just in my room. I just decided I was just gonna go out and just keep running. And he's like, I ran, uh, I ran 26 miles. I ran a marathon, and I was like. You did not. And he's like, yeah, I did. I ran the one mile loop around our neighborhood 26 times. And he fought me on this, y'all, for years. And I was like, oh, no, my it is impossible that you went out with no training and not being a runner and ran 26 miles. Like, I'm sorry, that did not happen. Uh, he, I love it so he much. Like, yeah, I did. I did. It's not, it wasn't that hard. It's not a big deal. <laughs> It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Like no, I could fine. do it right it's now if I want to, but I don't do want it. to. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, Can we? I feel like we should have a moments with Mo corner. Oh no, <laughs> moments with Mo. And have stories from him. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought you meant invite him on. No, no, no. <laughs> we are not letting you take this over. No, we'll just have our moments with Mo and share our yeah, stories. Yeah, like, he has taken over everything in my life. Like, I love him. But my senior year of college in our tiny private college, on sidewalk, people who were in my grade and had been there with me all four years would be like, wait, are you Mo's sister? He was a freshman. He was a freshman. And I was just like, you have never spoken to me before. And he is my brother. This is my school. <laughs> this is my school, not his I'm school. I'm a senior. <laughs> and my freshman brother is cooler than I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. Yeah, but uh, it is what it is. He is so entertaining. And he is yeah, great. Like I said, he's very lovable. So yeah, I think we should have, we should come up with <laughs> the most embarrassing stories we have on him and just 
tell everyone. Sprinkle them in every once in a while. So my brother Moses, he'll be like urban legend. <laughs> I really hope he hates this idea because I love it so much. Also, I love you, Moses. We love you. Yes. He's not going to listen. He's not going to get through the first like 30 minutes of this pod. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so glad he is ADD. <laughs> He's the one, he's the type who, like, he'll send you articles. I've only read the headlines. The headlines. No, not even that. Just, like, the literal, like, one-liner. You're like, oh, this is so great. And then I'll be like, oh, I didn't really agree with this third paragraph. Oh, I didn't get that far. He's like, did you see the picture? (laughs) Oh, God, man. You know, but he doesn't let the best be the enemy of the good. (laughs) He really doesn't. I feel like we could all live, or we should all um, learn to live like Mo. We should just rename the podcast to live like how to live like Mo. Oh man, it would be great. We would all be better. Yeah, yeah. All right, everyone, live like Mo. Live like the enemy of the good. All right. Have a good night. See you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.